Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to Dudes Behind the Foods. I'm Tim Shantaranksu. And I am a, your North Korean leader, Sir David So. Oh, damn, he said kiss the ring. Kiss. Oh, you have it on your wedding finger and hand. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. It's supposed to be on the left hand, huh? Left hand, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, look at you. I didn't have any food this morning, so I'm starving, and the only thing they have in the studio is a bunch of fucking ring pops, baby. Well, you know what? David, you know, we kind of talked about maybe let's have a little something to drink this episode. So David brought some soju. I actually have a case of this at home as well. This is the potato spirit of choice for all Korean people. If you have a Korean friend and they drink and they've never invited you out to have some soju, they don't fuck with you. Is soju from potatoes? Yeah, it's like a form. It's like vodka. Oh. It's a borado. Yes, borado. borado. This right here, apparently, uh, soju is cheaper than water in Korea. Wow, I've heard that. Yeah. That's how much Korean people drink. We wow. drink that much. And, and well, I mean, it's probably like so cheap to get soju and then, you know, water is like... Water's getting so expensive nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, this ring pops fire. What flavor is this? Is it? Damn, let me get a ring pop. It's a tropical very berry punch. This one is fucking... Let me give y'all a little ASMR. Hold on, to, to start this episode off. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. I promise you, sound guy is like jizzing his pants right now. <laughs> it feels so great. Dude, the ASMR stuff... I watch that shit every night to fall asleep. <laughs> Do you really? Some of them. So the one ASMR stuff that I watch is chiropractic back cracks. Interesting. Have you not seen those videos? Um, I've probably come across it. Chiro, look up Cairo uh, compilations. It's one of my favorite things to fall asleep to. And it's just people cracking each other's backs. Oh, wow. And every now and then you'll see a very hot lady get her, her back cracked mm-hmm. and then they'll twist her. And then I get a boner, and ah. then I switch off the chiropractic, and I go right back to porn, and I come back to Cairo. Yeah, the massage porn. I watch a lot of that, actually. <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, hold on. Let me get some. Let me get some ASMR real quick. Nobody eats a ring pop like that. <laughs> Nobody eats a ring pop like that ever. I'm trying to ASMR it up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what's he eating, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like a fucking like a like a like a like a turtle trying to eat like just peanut butter <laughs> off of a stick. You know, when I was a kid, these are the candies that I always wanted, but I never get never got to have. Why? My parents wouldn't buy it for me. Huh. They wouldn't buy me candy and shit. But for some reason, I was hella fat. <laughs> Carbs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat candy. Just eat rice. <laughs> I wasn't. I also wasn't allowed to eat a lot of candy growing up. Um, and if my parents ever like let me have a piece of chocolate, I had to brush my teeth immediately afterwards because they were afraid of me getting cavities. Have you? Did you ever have cavities? Three cavities in my whole life. I had two cavities only. Uh, two years ago were my first cavities. What? Yeah. Really? And I was asking my my uh, my dentist was like going in because I switched dentists and they're like, you haven't had cavities. I was like, no, I haven't. And you know, in my 30s. And they're like, that's very rare that somebody at your age wouldn't have a single cavity. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, a year later, I started drinking a lot of soda. Mm-hmm. And apparently that started fucking up with like the enamel in my teeth. Mm-hmm. Got my first two cavities. And they're like, you f- got cavities. I was like, what, what have you been doing differently? I'm like, <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of soda. Damn. And that's what happens. Because I didn't drink soda as a kid. I didn't drink. I didn't eat a lot of candy. None of that mm. shit. I drank a lot of soda as a kid. Um, And I'll tell you what turned me off from soda initially as a little kid. You ever watch Beekman's World? Yes. Okay, so uh, there was an episode of Beekman's World where they took... Uh, a chicken bone, right? They soaked it in coke overnight, and it dissolved. No, 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 it didn't dissolve. Mm-hmm. But he took it out of the coke, and it, he could wobble it around like it was like rubber. It was crazy, and he was like, "Yo, this is what could happen to your teeth, right?" And I was like, "Oh shit! All right, I'm a chill on a soda. I still drank soda on occasion, but the main thing that got me off soda completely is 
Hold on a second. I was um I had braces, right, for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And my orthodontist told me, she was like, yo, if you really wanna help speed up this process, then you gotta stop drinking soda because, you know, the stronger your teeth are, the more like um the more they'll take to the braces and it'll be easier for your teeth to move around and like those don't don't drink soda. So I didn't drink soda for two and a half years. I was only drinking lemonade. And from that point on, I was just kinda off soda. You know what I'm saying? You don't drink a lot of soda even now. I don't see you drink much soda at all. Rarely. I, I'll drink soda on occasion if I really want to have like a Jack and Coke or a, a Jameson ginger ale. But see, you always have to have soda with burgers or pizza, though. Not me, dog. And that's why you're a piece of shit. <laughs> really? You don't crave a fucking like Coke when you have a burger or, or a pizza? I used to. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like, you know, a uh, like a Coke with a cheeseburger or a slice of pizza, it's just, you know, it, it goes so well, right? Especially, bro, I used to love, I was a big, like, oh, chew on the burger, and then while I'm still chewing on the burger, take a sip of my soda. Yeah. I loved that. Um, but then once I, I got off it during the braces years, it just, I never really had a, but like. you don't I, feel like you need that bubbly <laughs> soda to wash that fatty burger no, down? No, god damn it. Then what the fuck do you drink? Um, Lemonade. Okay. Or a little juice. And that's why you're a loser. <laughs> Well, speaking of, let's have ourselves a little Jinro Chamisu. Fresh, by the way. <laughs> and a little uh, Ring Pop ASMR. Oh, give you some ASMR here, too. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. This is going to get a million views. And then talk about your uh, hysterectomy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That probably sounded so good. There's people who make a shit ton of money off of ASMR uh, stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, massage porn, um, it's it's great. Like, I'll watch. So, so it depends on what I'm in the mood for, right? Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I want to watch. And, of, of course, it's all fake. But it's like, I want to watch a woman go get a massage and then all of a sudden, uh-oh, it gets a little inappropriate. Uh-oh, this, oh, his finger slipped. Oh, no, now she's on the table. There's a penis in her face. What is she going to do? Suck it, of course. Next thing you know, they're smashing on the table. <laughs> There's one that I know that always <laughs> pops up in the porn section. Yeah. It, there's always like a blue wall. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think it's, so. It's old. It's like, an, it's like one of the first ones ever. But there's always a blue <laughs> wall and then... Different girls every time. Oh yes, 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 and they always get super like oiled up. Yes. And, oh, and there's like a couple plants. And in it's the room. always the prettiest porn stars too. Oh god, that are on that know. one. They're always the prettiest. So I like that. Or sometimes I'm in the mood for the reversal, and when like a dude's getting a massage and he's getting a ja- and he's getting jacked off, and it's like, and then the girl's like, oh shit, this girl's naughty. This masseuse is naughty. She's taking it there, and then, uh oh, her finger slipped. And she goes inside the penis. <laughs> <laughs> and he screams. <laughs> Got a pinky in your pee hole. What you gonna do? I'm okay. No more, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers to that. Yes. Oh, for those for those people out there who drink soju, uh, this is what a lot of guys do for the ladies. A lot of ladies out there who don't like the taste of alcohol, but like to get a little crazy, mm. like to get a little loosened up. If you squeeze a little fresh lemon inside soju, you can't taste the alcohol at all. Oh, really? I shit you not. Would you like oh, one? I will take one. Thank you. It's it's it actually tastes like a flavored flavored drink. What? <laughs> a flavored drink. A flavored drink. It'll taste like your your wanted lemonade. It tastes like lemonade. Interesting. Okay. Well, also, here. All right. Well, let's take a little sip. Let's cheers. Cheers. Watch this, Tim. You'll be amazed. Okay. Oh, it just tastes like lemon water. All right. Well, experiment fail. But it tastes. There's like not much alcohol taste after it. No, no. no I'm saying I don't taste the alcohol. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So a lot of girls like to get crazy with soju by having a little bit of lemon in it. And if it's ice cold, you can't taste it at all. Hold on. Let me give you some of that uh, ASMR real quick. Oh yeah. Well, that's delightful. I there, I heard about this um, thing on Twitch where girls will just like do what you did, where they just scrape the mic mm-hmm. and they talk really quiet and they make millions of dollars. Bro, you know what? Okay, so look, I used to think ASMR was so weird until mm-hmm. I actually, I was like, what is this shit, right? And I put it on 
and I was and I fell asleep. I was so relaxed, and it was just like something as simple as you know they put like uh, uh, I did the the jack off hands, but that's not what I'm talking about. They take like the peas and they put it in the jar, and they just kind of like make that noise. They jiggle mm. the they jingle the the whatever's in the jar, or they'll like scrape their nails against the whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like it's so nice. It's it's really it's kind of I want to do an ASMR channel where mm-hmm. I just play Kim Jong Un. And I just fucking threaten you the whole time. <laughs> I see if people fall asleep to that shit. Interesting, interesting. Well, let, let me here. Let me get another lemon, actually. Oh, um, give you some lemon ASMR just while we're here. Oh yeah. Okay. And take this here, and I'm just gonna. Did you just fucking eat a lemon? Here you go. Wow. I'm thoroughly impressed that you fucking just ate a lemon. Can you just eat lemons like that? Um, I don't. It's not something I normally do. But, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but um, I uh, I grew up just really loving sour food, sour candy. Um, like my mom when she was younger, and she would be like at the restaurant, just gr- like you know, just juicing a bunch of lemons, mm-hmm. or, or even at home when she, you know, when I was really young, and she's just making whatever. Um, she would take a spoon, scoop up the lemon pulp from the juicer, and just feed it to me. You know, I just realized this is a sidetrack. There are certain <laughs> things that you have that you wear that if I wore, I would look really stupid. <laughs> like those fucking glasses of yours. <laughs> like if I wore that, I would just look like a fucking fat weirdo with weird glasses. It, you know, the beauty of having uh, your own show is that like, because I, I wouldn't normally just wear these like out and about. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that's what's great about shit like this. It's like I, you can put on look, like goofier things, you know? And then plus when I'm making a point, like actually I used to drink. I used to eat lemon pulp all the time. <laughs> That's the only reason. Let me tell you something. I've traveled with this dude now for five years. You want to talk about a guy that sees something stupid and just buys it immediately? <laughs> it's this motherfucker right here. Anytime he sees something that just sparks his interest a little bit, yeah. he goes, I got to get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. Well, I'll, who knows when I'll be back in this city again. Anytime we travel, without fail, he's going to buy a hat. Yeah. How fail? It's always the most ridiculous hat sometimes, dude. It's like, dude, I'm in fucking Wichita, Kansas. I got to get, I fuck with Wichita. <laughs> when would I ever have the opportunity to get this hat again? Amazon. Well, yeah, but there's no, <laughs> but there's no story behind that. <laughs> I want to, I want to go to Belize and buy the hat that says it's unbelievable. And then, <laughs> and then people are going to be like, oh, where'd you get that fucking unbelievable hat? I'm like, Belize, bro. There are people that you meet on this space on YouTube that you know that they just do weird shit just because it's entertaining. He just does. This is There's no camera. Just, it's just him. He'd just be like, bro, you want some raisinettes? I'm like, nobody has ever asked me that in my life. Am I down for some fucking raisinettes? I like to live my life without regrets, okay? And... If I'm walking by a hat in, like, I don't know, <laughs> in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, okay. and, there, and there's a hat that says, yo, um, I cheese Oshkosh, Wisconsin, I'm going to get that shit. Let me ask you something. When was the first time you ever got drunk? I'll tell you right now, David, so. I need to know this. Because this is a great story. I, uh, you know how a lot of people... You start drinking in high school, right? Mm-hmm. House parties, uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You get you start drinking with your homies. Um, my senior year is the first time I got drunk, um, and it was prom night. After I won prom king. Oh, you drank a little later. Yes, I was 18, uh, 17, 18. Um, where, you know, a lot of kids were drinking at house parties, like, I don't know, 15, 16, right? I was probably around 17, 18, and uh, it was prom night. I was prom king, so I was like, got to celebrate, you know? Um, so we bought a bottle of the bottom shelf vodka. It's called Popov. The worst. <laughs> Disgusting. The worst. Disgu- when people say alcohol, like, tastes like rubbing alcohol this shit smelled and tastes like rubbing alcohol um comrade pop off yes bro you already know Mm -hmm. so it's bottom shelf for like you can get a big old handle of that shit for like 
two dollars. And it comes in like the thinnest plastic bottle you've ever seen. Yes, it's a bottle that when it when it falls, it goes <laughs> like a fucking crystal geyser bottle, yeah. right? So it starts speaking Thai. Ding 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 is when it hits the ground. So we bought a we bought a bottle of that shit. Took it to a little hotel. I was super, you know, and I'm at first I'm taking shots of it like Ugh, we celebrating, but it was one of those situations where by like a couple hours later I'm chugging it like water, you know what I'm saying? So I'm so drunk and you know uh, I black out of course, don't really remember shit. I also remember a friend of a friend, like there was a girl there and I kept asking her for head because I was so drunk. And I kept, but confidently though, like, yeah. hey, you, you, should, you should just give me some dope. Give me some yeah. dope. I, I won prom king. You should give me some dope yeah. to celebrate, right? I didn't even know about this till the next day. They told me about it. I felt like such an asshole because even like that night when I like passed out drunk, she fucking put the blanket on me. <gasps> yeah, bro. I was like, I was such a little like a douche, right? She was like, I would have, but you fell asleep. <laughs> and also there's pictures of me like on the ground covered in like, cheeseburgers and sauce packets because they ordered a shitload of jack in the box and I'm passed out drunk and I had like put I put cheeseburgers on my nipples and then the homies were like just throwing fries and sauce packets at me. Of course. <laughs> why why did you drink so late? Like why didn't I drink? Earlier. Oh, um I think you know I was just kind of like <laughs> I say late even though it was under the age. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I think I was just a you know being a, a good boy. Mm. Um and I wasn't, I didn't go to a whole lot of parties, you know, because the first first high school party I remember going to freshman year, um, I was just trying to like grind on my little girlfriend at the time. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing no mm. drugs. Um, and then when I started going to more par- parties at Paramount, that's when people were really drinking more, but I still just wasn't trying to drink. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, oh, no, I'm good. Um, I was trying to be good, you know? Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'll go to house parties and I'll just kind of dance, have a good time. And the problem was like, you know what? Everybody's fucking doing it. I'm yeah. graduating. I might as well just fucking do this now. Yeah, like I won prom king, so I was like, I need to celebrate. You know, I think the first time that I remember, I guess, like getting drunk per se, was mm-hmm. like I think it was 13. Really? Yeah. So my cousin, piece of shit, this guy, <laughs> when it, it's a classic story of going into your dad's liquor cabinet and mm-hmm. he gets. The first alcohol, hard liquor that I ever tasted was uh, Remy Martin. Mm-hmm. So, so Asian. Yep. So he took the, the was Remy he Asian? Martin. Yes. That's <laughs> 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 my cousin. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so, actually, he's white. But he took the Remy Martin, put it into this uh, crystal geyser water bottle, mm-hmm. dumped it in there, filled it up with water, that shit. Take it in. I don't know what the fuck this is, right? And you know what the weird thing is? is like, even when he gave it to me, I w- it wasn't processing in my head that it was alcohol. It was like, oh, this is the Remy that my dad has. Mm. But it wasn't like that moment where I was like, ooh, I get to drink alcohol. I'm like, whatever. He's, he's going to give it to me. I'm just going to drink it. Yeah. We drank the the whole geyser or whatever, Evian bottle, whatever it was. We drank the whole fucking thing. Did you really? And we were both like 13 or 14 at the time. 13 oh or 14. God. And got plastered. I bet. Drunk. Throwing up all over the place the next Ugh. day. Had no fucking idea what it was. But that's when I figured out at the time that I could kind of, you know, hold my liquor. I think it was because I was a lot bigger than everybody else. Yeah. But ever since then, it was like, it would be like a drinking thing where they get to see, oh, who can drink the most. It was oh. always that shit when we were younger. And really? I never liked the taste of it. Right. At the time. I just did it because it was like a party trick to like, oh, who can drink the most? And whoever was fucking passed out was a loser. And if you were standing, I was always the last one standing. Mm. Nowadays, I can't really hold my liquor very well, though. Interesting. I mean, I think, you know, here's, let me tell you about this. I don't know if you remember the first time we got drunk together. Which one? It was on my old show, Going Raw. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. That was probably one of the most drunk I've ever been in my life, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys oh, remember. Shit. I hella forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, because this was before you and me even got close. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I had a show on full screen on their app called Going Raw. And um, I would bring guests on, we'd interview, and then we'd like play little games or whatever. And there was always a bottle of Hennessy on the table. Um, if guests wanted to drink or not, you know, it was on them, right? But then um, I was like, yeah, I brought David on. This is before we ever filmed Send Foods or anything. And um, I just kind of knew you through JK and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'll bring David on. Let's, let's have a conversation, right? 
And um, I remember specifically, I was like, you want to take a shot? And you were like, yeah, sure. And you took the first shot and you went, oh, that's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is real. And then, so we kept taking shots, right? Like, wh- whenever, like, we kept just pounding shots. When I knew you were down, when I realized you were actually down, because not a lot of people are down like that, yeah. right? So when I knew you were down, we were going in. And um, I remember there was a moment where we were kind of, you know, we were getting there. And the producer off camera, they would always send me little notes like, oh, wrap it up. Or like, you know, oh, you got 10 minutes, whatever, whatever. She had a, she had on her little whiteboard, she wrote down, this is the last shot. And I looked at it and I, I looked at her and I went, no. <laughs> and, then, and we kept drinking. And then that day they had to have somebody like drive my, they drove me home because I was gone. They, I got picked up by a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got <laughs> dropped off to the apartment. I just remember this part. So I, I live at the time in a condo. And so you have to go up the stairs. And then the bottom level is all the garages. And the up top level is where the door is. Mm. So I was going to my garage. But on the far end where the stairs are, my unit was all the way at the end. Mm-hmm. You have to understand how drunk I was where I zigzagged throughout the whole thing and I touched every garage. Like the fucking Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was the Titanic and I just touched every fucking garage back and forth and I don't remember much of it at all. We drank so fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I just remember being like, oh, David's down. You know, David's down to drink. I didn't know. And then Rick, the I think later on Rick was like, oh, yeah, no, you could tell David is down because as soon as he took that first shot and he realized it was real, you you saw the excitement in his face. <laughs> his face lit up like, oh, this is real. We drinking. Yeah, because a lot of people, I, I don't think they, you know what it is too? When they're on a public platform, they're afraid of what they're going to say. So drinking isn't one of those things that they want to do. Right. Because they're scared they might say too much or they, they might fuck up their promo or whatever. I never care. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, it is what it is. And I start drinking. The other time that we got smashed, it was at that really good fucking food event in LA. Um, were you talking about the one in... The truffle pasta. The... Oh, yes. The bougie one. The bougie oh, ass one. Oh, yes. I drank way too much. I was... um. Not only did I drink way too much. So I think... Okay, I think this might be... If you guys are going to watch the Send Foods episode... um. This is the first bougie one we went to, and this is when it was still on my channel, not Thrillist. I want to say this was like episode, uh, just look up like LA something, like Los, like LA Times, um, bougie something. I forget, I forget. But it was, it was, first of all, the food was fire. So fucking good. Um, the fucking, uh gnocchi with the oh. truffles on top mm. so good there was like empanadas there yeah so fucking good the 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 risotto fried risotto balls mm. super fucking good it's oh. been that long and i still remember the food that's how good it was. it was so bomb how did we even get that drunk oh yeah they were oh there were cocktails and stuff too all over the place oh and there was like a mezcal cocktail oh yes 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 we got very drunk not only were we super drunk but i also remember being so full bro yeah give, give yeah lick that shit I remember, <laughs> I remember being so full going home that night, and for like an hour being on the ground going, oh, <laughs> rubbing my belly because I was so full, but it was so good. She has sent me a clip of you moaning on the fucking floor, dying, <laughs> like just because you were in so much pain. Yeah. I was so full and drunk, I decided to do like a two mile walk, mm. but I was so plastered, I fucking fell into a bush. Ah, that's bush night. <laughs> yeah, I fell into a fucking bush. I couldn't get out. I was scraped up all over. Yeah. That turned. Yes. Was I. You know, um, and some of the best moments. I had to have drank a lot because, you know, I have a pretty high tolerance. Oh, high tolerance. (laughs) Disgustingly high, actually. Yeah. And you don't turn red. I don't turn red. Yeah. No, no, I don't. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, praise, praise, praise God for that. Uh, I don't turn red. (laughs) Um, I, um, you know. (laughs) Praise God for my sins. <laughs> yeah, praise God for for giving, blessing me with the ability to sin a little more. Um, I, and you know, I tell people I have a super high tolerance because when I started touring, like doing all these YouTube shows across the country or whatever, right? Um, I would always end up in smaller cities, right? Like Des Moines or fucking, I don't know. 
Oshkosh, Wisconsin, or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Um, I've actually never been there. I'd love to go there. I shout it out all the time just because it's funny, but I've never been there. But so you go to these smaller cities, fucking Jacksonville, Florida, whatever, whatever, and everybody always wants to show you how they do. Mm-hmm. We got to show you how we do it in the mm-hmm. Midwest. <laughs> we got to show you how we get down in Jacksonville, Florida. Why, why is it always like that too? It's like, oh, you from LA? Oh, you don't know how to drink? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, why? Everybody knows how to drink. So I kind of had to get used to just pounding shots from different people if I didn't want to just be completely plastered. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think over the couple years of really just clubbing like every week after shows or whatever, whatever, doing all these like gigs in different cities, I built this tolerance. Um, and for sure, there were nights where I blacked out. I woke up, didn't remember what happened last night, didn't remember who you, I did what to. You don't you don't get scared drinking at those shows. I get fucking scared. How so? Because I'm afraid somebody's going to do some shit to me. Well, I mean, when I, I'm never, I'm rarely alone at that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like for the first uh, probably like ha- like year, I was um, with Rick, and Rick was like my hype man. Oh, okay. And Rick would usually be with me. Um, by myself, so I get scared. Not, not gonna lie, there were times where I would be by myself, but like, um, I don't know, man. I was just, I was just out there, just doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Being a little scoundrel. <laughs> Being a scoundrel. You're so, you scoundrel. I you. mean, remember that one time, uh, and we've talked about this um, on your podcast before. Where um, I was in, yeah, I think it was fucking Des Moines, where uh, I went to go drink with uh, Stupid Young and his peoples, and this is when we had we had like we had we, we didn't have a beef, but there was like a weird situation between it was a us, misunderstanding, a misunderstanding, and then he was like, he was like, yo, or I don't know, I forget who reached out and was like, yo, you in Des Moines right now? All right, pull up. And I was like, and I'll pull up, I'm with my peoples, and in my head I was like, okay, okay, this could go one of two ways, right? I advised him not to go too, by the way. <laughs> I was like, this is not a good idea whatsoever. This is how a fucking horror, this is how like a fucking horror movie starts. If, if you want to hear the full story, go watch my interview on, on, on the Genius Brain <laughs> podcast. But basically, you know, Stupid Young, you know, me and him had like a misunderstanding, but then we, we had basically squashed it, and he was like, all right, yo, I'm with my peoples. You know, come say what's up. So I Ubered by myself to where his people, his peoples were at. And it was like, it was either going to be, yes, we're going to like have fun and turn up or I'm I'm walking into uh, a You're trap. You're going to die. You're yeah. going to fucking die. <laughs> um, needless to say, I didn't die. I just turned up with his peoples. It was a good time. You know what I'm saying? Just taking a bunch of fucking shots of Hennessy in the middle of Des Moines. It was great. See, you shouldn't be doing like the stuff like that. <laughs> I don't agree that you should live life like that at all. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> look, look, look. Here's the thing, right? Yes. There it was there was a potential situation that could have been bad. But also, I know bitch. I'm a bitch. <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. There's some funny stuff that happened. We talked about this on a JK News where <laughs> I think we talked about it a couple times on JK News, but there's a story where was it in Iowa too, where we had the uh, the Pariwella, the, the the really good the Pariwella. Mm, yes, that was in Iowa. Yes, that's right. It was in Iowa. It was snowing as fuck. And the delicious, authentic Peruvian <clears throat> restaurant in the middle of Des Moines, Iowa. Ah, yes, you're gonna tell this story of the bar fight. Well, let me tell you something. I'll tell it halfway. He can tell the rest. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, we almost got into a fucking bar fight. <clears throat> Look. And if you guys, if you guys are subscribed to both of our podcasts, you've heard the story before. But if you're a new listener. Then you haven't, and we're gonna tell you about it again. Goddamn it! First of all, before we get into the fight, let's talk about how delicious this Peruvian food was. Because oh, so good in the middle of fucking nowhere. Fire in a snowstorm. Bomb. And like I was like, I was like, this doesn't make sense. We were just leaving the fucking bacon festival, so we were like, we need some, we need something delicious, right? Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, we got recommended this uh, this Peruvian restaurant. Um, and right across from the bar. Yes, yes, yes. So we got some. Um, we got some what's what's that what's that beef dish? Lomo saltado. Yes, we got some of that, and then I saw this like barihuela on the menu, and I was like, I want to see what this is about. It's like um, Peruvian chipino, and it was so good. And we'll tell you all about it right after this break. Hey guys, this episode of. Dudes Behind the Foods is brought to you by GoodyBrand.com. Tim here, just popping in to remind you that what's a better Christmas gift than some fly-ass clothes? I mean, GoodyBrand.com, we got new hats. 
uh, counter blessings. We got beanies. We got new flannels. We got all types of new gear. So go to goodybrand.com and check it out. Hey, y'all, it's Tim. And David. And if you want to listen to Dudes Behind the Foods without ads, now you can. Just go to dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com. Thanks. And we're back. Okay, so delicious. So this parihuela dish, I had never had it before. And and I've I've had it at other places. And um even when I Google it, the broth is a little more um like watery. You yeah. know? Um This one was creamy. This was like creamy, thick. Oh, and I like I think about it all the time actually, because it was so, so good. Fucking good. There's there's one place out in Glendale that does it kind of similar. And it's one of my favorite uh, Peruvian restaurants, uh, Mamitas Peruvian mm. out in Glendale. Super fucking good. Okay. But that place was amazing and by the way this lady is like peruvian as fuck Mm -hmm. super peruvian did not expect i was like what how do you go from one of the hottest places on earth to one of the coldest places on earth yes but that restaurant super fucking fire i I wish i remember the name i wish i remember the name too here here i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up they deserve to be shouted out because they should people should know what this place is called here um you you begin the story and i'm gonna look up what this place is called okay so we're 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 (laughs) basically at this bar and Typically, whenever there's downtime in between shoots, we want to figure out what the fuck we can do. So there weren't many bars. And by the way, at this time, a snowstorm was a brewin. There was <laughs> snow everywhere. It was snowpocalypse. So we go into this bar, and it looks like a bar from a scene where you know shit's about to go down. Mm. And, you know, not a lot of... Um, panka. 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 Panka, baby. Panka Peruvian restaurant in Des Moines, Iowa. Fucking fire. Closed because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... Well, it's closed now. Okay, thank God. But it opens at 5 p.m. <laughs> Fucking delicious. So we're at this bar, and it looks as seedy as you can get. You well, know? it was it was just a small, local, you know, like one of those bars where you know everybody. You know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, you know? Bada, bada, bum, bum. And they're always glad you came, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did you watch the show growing up? Cheers, I love Cheers. I fucking love Cheers too. What not, a, the? not a lot of people watched it. Mean, yeah, I know. Wow, this is we just we learned. Are we? Did we just become best friends again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking make out, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yes. It was one of those small bars where you know everybody just kind of it's like locals and regulars. And um, we went in. We're like we had an hour wait for our table. Let's go in, grab a drink, and wait. Very nice place, nice people. But it looks like if I walked in, if they said we don't like your kind around here, I'd be like. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I would walk out. But drinks, drinks are super cheap there mm-hmm. compared to L.A. I think for a shot, it was like three, it was like a shot of Jameson or Jack was like three bucks. It was ridiculous. It was something ridiculous. We just kept drinking or whatever. But there's this other table across from us from where we were sitting that was getting a little rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little loud. But of course, as you guys know, in every single trope in Send Foods, who gets recognized the most? <laughs> Timothy Chantamalongsu. <laughs> so... One of the ladies recognizes Tim and wants a photo with Tim. Yeah. Take it away. Okay, so uh, this lovely young lady came up to me. She was a fan. She wanted to take a picture. I said, sure, let's take a photo, right? Um, Shortly after that, I thought, yeah, it is what it is. And then um, we kind of see, you know... Let me let me think about the timeline of this. So I remember maybe there was a a, a dude in that group um, who... Was was maybe it seemed like he had an issue with her coming over to me and taking a picture. Maybe. Okay, so he was he was he was kind of his vibe was weird. All right, it was a he was a big, big tall and big like big burly like native dude. Um, Bigger than me, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Big Native American dude, long hair, um, and he just he seemed to be like causing an issue with whatever was going down, right? So then later on, uh, a big, big older black dude in the group walks over to us, and then he's talking to me. David thought he was trying to start some shit, but he was actually kind of apologizing for his friend and being like, "Hey, man, look, you know, uh, you know, his girl, you know, took he, he he got a little jealous. His girl was taking a picture with you, whatever, whatever." I'm like, "Ah, oh, nah, it's cool, blah blah blah." We start talking to this guy. This guy's a nice guy, right? He's actually from LA too. Yeah, originally, he had a what do you have? Like a two one three? No, you had a two one three jacket on. Yeah, 
And uh, and so he kind of was talking about, yeah, I'm from L.A., blah, blah, blah. We start talking or whatever, right? So later on, they're like, yo, let's get a group picture. You know what I'm saying? And this dude, the native dude, was obviously still drunk and salty about his girl recognizing me wanting a picture. Talk about a stereotype. <laughs> the drunk native guy. I was like, this is a very bad look for the people. Look, man. man, they've been through a lot. I know, but I'm saying it was a bad look. I was like, dog, don't do this, man. <laughs> so he, in the, while we're taking the picture, this man puts his giant hand on my head. Humongous. Grabs my head. He's like, boy, during the picture, he's like, you're little. You're so little. And he grabs my head. And literally in the picture, I'm like this. <laughs> Because I'm like, I feel this dude grab my whole head. So by the when that shit happened, Priscilla looked at me and I started getting pissed because I don't like that. Right. I don't like it when people just go up and grab you and touch you. Yeah. Right. And like me or a friend or whatever. And I started visibly getting pissed. Mm. Right. And I'm like, this guy trying to get fucked up. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? But then we also have to know we're not we're not from this town. We're vastly outnumbered, so mm-hmm. I'm just boiling. Right, <laughs> you know, and this guy literally grabs his head and just starts jostling it around. I'm like, you better get your fucking yeah. hands off him. But Tim's also an extremely nice guy. Yeah, people will come up and they will surpass what they should do when it comes to people's boundaries. Right, and he'll just be okay with it. And I'm like, Tim, you're really nice because I'm the guy that'll be like, hey, you just spit in my mouth. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, you know? I'm, I look, I'm definitely like. I will take into consideration this man is drunk. Yes. He's jealous. Um, but at the same time, while I'm taking these things into consideration, I'm looking around the bar for things I might have to hit yes. him with. I'm like, I will have to hit this man with a bar stool if necessary because I'm little. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things I got to do. And I was little compared to him too. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I got to break this bottle or something, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm keeping that in the back of my mind. But we, we basically... You know, we go to our little corner. We're just drinking, doing our thing until, until we kind of see, hear murmurs. And in our perifs, we see, you can tell this couple's arguing. And so this dude, the native dude, took his girl's face and mushed her face and pushed her by the face. Dude, when we say mushed and shoved, it was a hard ass he might as well just socked her in the face yeah it was harsh and when i say and look are you talking about a record screech moment like the fucking everybody in the bar his whole crew was like stopped like the his his girl's homegirl was like yo what the fuck she got pissed right the it was like the whole fucking music stopped in the bar and we were like Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go check out our table. <laughs> that dude was fucking nuts, and it got to that really uncomfortable moment too, where like a damsel, I had to take off my gloves one finger at a time. I was like, "Oh shit's about to go down." Yeah. And then we kind of were just like scoping around, like, "Okay, there's five or six people. We're only two, and then we have Priscilla, which I believe Priscilla would have taken three of them down either way. <laughs> Priscilla was fucking crazy, and we were just sitting there like." Okay, what the fuck are we gonna do? Do I have to grab a chair? I need to have my back against the wall because I don't want people to hit me from behind. Right. But lo and behold, that guy—it was just that guy just being a fucking asshole, and he literally assaulted his girlfriend yeah. in the bar. It was yeah. crazy. I only see stuff like this in the movies. Yeah, you know, l- luckily everybody in his clique kind of uh, reprimanded him for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, was like, "Yo, th- that's not cool." And then we were like, "Okay, let's go." Because uh, And then we had the best meal of our fucking lives. Amazing. So if you guys never had Peruvian food, Peruvian food is an example of like true fusion. You'll see a Chinese Chinese influence in there in the food. Right. You know, it's it's all these weird stuff. Like you'll even see pasta. They have like this this I forgot the name of it, but they have this green pasta that I always see at every single Peruvian restaurant. Mm. It's usually served with like a side of steak or some type of protein. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite dishes is uh, lomo saltado. And mm-hmm. if you see lomo saltado, it's steak pieces whatever steak choices that you like typically they'll serve it with ribeye if they're mm. know what they're doing if they know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> ribeye and it's fries and it's stir fried mm. in soy sauce like maggie soy sauce mm, the good stuff yep garlic tomato onions and it's fucking delicious man yeah. and that is why i love peruvian food it's it has all these familiar flavors that i really like but it's, it's done in a completely different way. And fusion food is so interesting because sometimes when people do fusion, they just kind of smash two things together and they don't make something new. Peruvian food is my personal feeling of like one of the most perfect cuisines when it comes to fusing two like cultures. Like a natural evolution of shit that just happened. Hell fucking yeah. You know what I'd be really curious to try is uh, sushi in Brazil because 
I don't know if I ever told you this, but did you know that the largest population of Japanese people outside of Japan is in Brazil? Really? Yes. Why? Um, something to do with after the bombings, um, a bunch of uh, Japanese people. So casual. The bombings. A- a- after that, after those silly old bombings, yeah. um, a bunch of Japanese people just migrated everywhere. And mm. I, f- I don't know exactly why, but for some reason, a, a big amount of them wound up in Brazil. And really? to this day, you know, it's the largest population of Japanese people outside of Brazil. And I tell you this, after six years of college, that's the only information I retained is that one fact. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing else but that one fucking thing. Well, and that, um, and and that pre cum can only get you pregnant if you don't pee in between jizz sessions. You know, you're the one who taught me that. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, change the game. I mean, it, it, it definitely makes you feel a little better, yeah. Literally changed the fucking game. Yeah, it's important to know. It is super important, fellas. So remember, <laughs> do not wrap your tool. Just, <laughs> just pee in between, and you'll be completely fine. Well, if you're worried about babies, not STDs. STDs don't exist, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fucking exist. Oh, if we're talking about sushi. I'm sick and tired of this fucking uh, sugarfish slander. How about we- Please! Can we talk about this? Okay, so if y'all aren't aware- there is a, a, a sushi place, uh, and it's a chain now, um, in L.A. specifically, but it's, it's beginning to branch off a little bit, but it's mainly L.A. There's one in New York, um, and it's called Sugarfish, okay? Uh, Sugarfish, they don't do fucking, you know, Alaskan rolls and shit. They don't do fancy, like, spider rolls. It's mainly, uh, like, uh, sashimi and nigiri and, um, and some, and some uh, you know, hand rolls of, like, you know, like, I don't know, some... Uh, scallops or some blue crab Mm -hmm. or some you know whatever right um i love it um and i enjoy that um it's like just it is what it is when i first took chia to sugarfish she was expecting like yo can i get some miso soup can i get some this and this and that like what you would normally get at like a sushi place and i was Mm -hmm. like ah all they got really is the raw shit (laughs) and she wasn't down at first like she didn't like sashimi at first blasphemy blasphemy until i took her to sugarfish and i was like yo they got this trust me shit just trust them order it and then this was her first time actually trying sashimi and she was like oh this is good it's delicious here's the thing too like i understand that there's like a certain artisanal thing that people like about sushi right where you have the sushi chef they fold it they mo- and they cook the rice they actually have it the, the rice on like a machine and a conveyor belt mm. but they have the flavoring right the rice comes out like human body temperature warm mm-hmm. and you have it's good for what it is mm-hmm. you know what i mean and not even just good for what it is there are other sushi restaurants too that have a sushi chef, and it's still not as good as Sugarfish. Yes, right. I'm, I mean, you might be comparing it to some other places that are really well known, and of course, there's, you know, in my personal opinion, are better. Mm-hmm. But there are regular sushi restaurants. I'm not shitting on my own people. Mm. A lot of Korean sushi restaurants <laughs> that don't do it as well as Sugarfish does, right? And I think it's a really good introduction for people who want to go away from just the California roll or whatever. Yeah, it's a good transitioning spot. I think so. And I think the flavoring of their rice is like a little sweeter than what most people would probably enjoy. It's less vinegary, but I think that palate works for people who are transitioning in between. Yeah, between, between, betwinst. Yeah, yeah. betwinst. <laughs> but. Sugarfish is fucking fire. And by the way, their to-go packaging, fucking amazing. Oh, it's so nice. The little box and the little like wet nap. Yeah. You know, look, uh, I, you know, I've and I've and I've been running into the occasional couple people here and there. Um, die. Huh? They should die. No, no, he shouldn't die. He's a nice guy. Michael Ferrari in Houston. What's up, man? He's probably listening to this because he enjoys this part. Okay, well, die. <laughs> and 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 look, he, he's he's very, you know. He's he's telling me that you know he's gonna take me to some fire omakase spots in in Dallas or Houston or whatever, and I'm, I believe that it's probably fire. But hey, fuck you, dog. Sugarfish is fire. <laughs> 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 and and to be fair, one of the best sushi places we've been to is in fucking Houston, Texas. Amazing. It was bomb. Did we talk about this already? So did you know the second biggest population of Japanese people? <laughs> It's in Houston, Texas. Hey, actually, there's a, there's a shitload of Asians in Houston. Dude, I know. And by the way, I am a taken man now. Yeah. <laughs> but may I observe the Asian women in Texas, quite 
thick. I I I will uh, co-sign this. Um, I I tell you what. Um. <clears throat> my events. So Michael Ferrari, who who we're, who we're talking about, sounds like a fake ass name, by the way. Oh yeah, that's his, that's a nickname. Okay, it's Michael Michael Lee. Okay. Um, <laughs> he is one of the first people to. He is the first person to to book me for these club events, uh, in Houston, Dallas, whatever, whatever. Mm. And um, yes, I was also taken when I went. But when I tell you, it was he booked me and Danny Rail at our first ever event together at a club. And when I tell you, um, this is. Dallas was the city from all my club events where there were the most beautiful Asian women throwing it at me, bro. Like I was I was looking around at the the girls that were flirting with me and I was like, I you're giving me hints like you're down to have sex tonight and you're beautiful and there was a lot of them that were and I'm looking like they were treating you like you were Justin Bieber's it was kind of crazy um and they were very attractive amazing yeah. well we're gonna cut to a break real quick you guys and we'll be right back <laughs> hey guys Tim here again. Uh, for those of y'all who really enjoy my music, I know I got tracks all over the place, right? I got songs under Traffic, under Timothy De La Ghetto, under Tim Chantharangsu. So I went and did a little something and put a whole bunch of my best tracks under one Spotify playlist so you can just stream it in one go like a best of situation, all right? So, hey, there you go. Link in the description if you want to check that out. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. Okay, so I would love to go to Brazil and see what's good with the Brazilian sushi spots. The thickest Japanese women you will ever oh, see in your life. my God. Arigato. And, uh, arigato and however you say thank you in Portuguese because, oh. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but, I, I mean, and I'm, and I'm sure there's so many. His dream would come true. Okay, <laughs> this guy loves thick Japanese women. <laughs> this sick fuck over here, dude. Hey, 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 first of all, you right. <laughs> Second of all, I love thick women's period, okay? But but let's let me say this. I love thin women's too. Okay? Okay, let me just tell you something. When he says thick, by the way, <laughs> there's a uh, Do you guys consider peanut butter thick? That's pretty thick, right? This man likes concrete. No, 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 concrete no, 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 no. Mixture thick. There's a difference between Okay, look, look, look. There's a difference between thick and a big girl, a BBW, a big woman. I like them thick, but I also, I enjoy big women. I, I like an obese woman too. <laughs> they literally look like they're on the verge of death. He's, no, no, no. First of all. And they're very beautiful, by the way. <laughs> but I'm just saying from a scientific standpoint, my goodness. He's he's talking about, okay, look. Uh, and look, they're Objectively speaking, I guess not objective, it's subjective because of my opinion. Yeah. Very pretty. Very beautiful. Yeah. However, those women would kill you. They would literally kill you. Look, David So. Um, and mind you, yes, of course, I've been with Chia for 10 years. Um, but in my canoodling days, I was open to uh, all types of situations. And when he says all types, by the way, <laughs> a lot of people out there say that I think everybody's beautiful. No, you don't. No, you absolutely don't. This man here can find the beauty in just about anything. His preference is that they are women and they are down. <laughs> and and that they are pretty. Oh, they are very pretty. Um, look, I have uh and and you know, and we we, we talked about this on a on a previous episode of, of Dudes Behind the Foods. Um and I I would just I'll say this, look, the same way that I love to try all kinds of food. <laughs> when I was single and the world was my oyster hometown buffet. Oh, we're going a little less classy. I got it. <laughs> well, the world was my bacchanal. Bacchanal fire. I like bacchanal that. Bacchanal buffet in Caesar's Palace. I wanted to try everything, you know, whether it was the light vegan 
or the heavy fried BBW <laughs> piece of chicken. He sent me some BBW porn once, <laughs> and I was thoroughly shocked. I was like, "My word, what, what, what in God's name is this?" Like, I understand whatever floats your boat. However, shocking. I've never actually hooked up with the girl who was larger. Really? Because I'm fat already. Mm. Uh, there can only be one BBW in the fucking <laughs> there, there, can, there can only be one. There cannot be two. There's <laughs> there's too much shit to move around. One person has to be tiny, one person has to be big. And that's the thing, that's what's great. I'm I'm tiny. So there's only uh, I only have to move her bits around. Yeah, one false move and you're dead though. <laughs> like if she just slips and lands on your legs, paralyzed. She's not jumping on me, David. Oh, you whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you like, but you 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 like some weird shit. Um you know, weird is subjective, David, so. In this case, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everybody to, uh, I just love everyone. When, when did you start realizing that you were into thicker women? Like not, the, not even thick. This is, thick is, I like thick. I just, you know, I ha- I'm just, just such a fan of just like jiggly butts. I think I got to a point where I was like, wow, um, this is a very jiggly butt, and I'm down for everything attached to the jiggly butt. You know, I think it's very intimidating. Why? Like thicker women intimidate. Me. Oh, oh, yeah. Because you know when a guy will sometimes look at a girl who's very voluptuous, and they go, "You don't know what I do with that." You know what I say in my head? I was like, <laughs> "I don't know what I do. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't know what I do." I remember the first time I, I hooked up with a girl, and she was like curvy in all the right places. Yeah, yeah. I was just so amazed. Mm. I'm like, "Look at this. There's so much to grab. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. It's pretty great." It was. It was not, but it was a little intimidating because mm. I'm like, "How? What do I do with yeah. all this curves?" Yeah. It was amazing. Let me tell you guys something real quick, too. She probably had the worst time. but (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you this. Sometimes, um, like a girl with a big old booty or a a BBW... And, you know, and I've said, you know, in in my past videos for however long, like, I'm not big um, as far as my penis size. And so people will be like, yo, um, like, yo, oh, he can't reach, blah, 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 which is silly. Because really all you got to do is... Uh, lift the the cheeks a bit and separate, and you're in there, and it, you're good to go. Oh, you're like Moses in the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit your staff, boom, and then the, the cheeks separate, and and you're good I to go. I just confused Moses with uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass, Jews. I don't. I don't have. <laughs> oh, this is historically inaccurate, I believe. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you, bro. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of Dudes Behind the Foods. Sure, we can wrap it up if you want. Yeah. I think that's a good that note. That's a good on. fucking note, man. Some historical inaccuracies with the Bible. Yeah. Um, Moses. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, this is a great episode. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for enjoying. Make sure you like it. Five stars on iTunes, uh, whatever, whatever. Share it with all your friends. It's about foods, fun, and laughter, and great memories. Hey, beautiful. Cheers, Cheers to you. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. You, you are my, my BBM, dude. My big, beautiful man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye.